Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and that means here on Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio, it is time for The Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. And yeah, we are going to talk about Final Fantasy XIV and stuff related to Square Enix, including an awful lot of Final Fantasy XVI. We'll get to it. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and this is episode 95, gents, closing in on that 100 mark. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, any of those platforms, we thank you. Give it a like, a thumbs up, comment, feed the algorithms, and share it with a friend. But most importantly, stop by readycheckradio.com. In the upper right corner, you'll see all the socials, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, everything you need to know. So you'll know exactly when we're going live, and you can come hang out in chat with us. Joining me to go over all the fun stuff, Mr. Chris Montoya, Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Greetings, programs. Um, my hands, trying to rest my hands today because I started to play theatrism. And did you yeah, really? I'm not great at it. Yeah. Did you? I see. It's see, a I, lot more fun than I thought it would be. See, <laughs> like we talked, we talked last week. You're just generally not a rhythm guy, a rhythm game yeah. guy, but you know, and we told you, hey, there's side stuff, but if you don't like rhythm games, nothing is going to be worth it. You decided to give it a shot anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I feel all that extra stuff really enhances the product, um, and I, I felt like there, there's purpose now to the, to the rhythm game. It's not just rhythm game for the sake of rhythm game. There's like you know, leveling, the questing. Um, I, I started out on basic with the Final Fantasy 14 tracks, and uh, now moving up to expert on on everything I do. So getting better a little by little. So. We'll, Nice. We keep playing it. It's, nice. It's, it's nice. It's fun. It's I'm, a fun game. I'm think I'm right now at like 78% quest completion. Wow. Nice. Uh, have Chronos? Uh, have you unlocked endless mode and all that stuff? I haven't yet. Um, I've almost beaten all the titles. You've I'm close. Like complete or just clear? Like clear. Just just so you've, so, yeah. you've played through every song in the title. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I haven't quite done that. I'm still missing. I think like. Four, four or five more left. Well, something. if you've completed, if you've cleared enough, you don't have to complete all the quests in them. Then you should have opened up the Theatrhythm series. Uh, I did. I, I have that. Okay. I do have if that. you if you clear that, uh, then it will open up endless mode. Yeah. Uh, so I have. I actually haven't gone in there so yet because yeah, I wanted to clear the other titles. Yeah, first, you're really uh, close. Then you just gotta gotta do that. Obviously, joining us, Mister uh, Adam Lane, aka Chronos, aka not quite at endless mode. I need to clear all the titles first. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm endlessly refreshing my email browser. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's too late, bro. It's too late. Yeah. yeah, you'd have it by now. So, uh, on to the Final Fantasy 14 news. We're, we're gonna come back the 6.35 portions of the um, the special site have been updated today. We have launch day. We'll talk about all that in just a second. But they did post earlier this week the FanFest tickets for London later this year and all the dates for the same pre-order code thing. And we've been watching them just because we weren't quite sure how other regions, like none of us could really remember how the other regions handled them and if they were handled differently than previous years. So we've been watching for the announcements for the rest of this year to see if they're going to be the same. 
London is exactly the same. You know, if you're subscribed, you could sign up, get the lottery code, use the code, have a period of days to go buy the tickets. And if you don't buy them, there's a general sale. So it is all the same there. Although in North America, we talked about it last week. They said, you know, the emails will all be out by March 3rd. And we kind of said, well, maybe we'll have emails for the show, but there's still that extra day tomorrow. Well, I don't know, because this afternoon on their social channels, I saw it on Facebook like 13 minutes or so after it popped saying emails have been sent. Raise your hand if you're on this show and you got an emailed code. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. What's the reaction been like with some of your friends and some of your uh, your free company members, Kronos? I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. So I got off work and then saw it, saw it before I came on here. Um, so I checked my email for probably like 20 minutes, <laughs> just like searching every last like nook and cranny. Making sure uh, you I, didn't I, accidentally delete a spam or something. Yeah. So I don't know if they got in or not yet. I haven't been able to talk to them. So we'll see. <laughs> I think we had like eight to 10 signups. So we'll see if any of them made it through. Tark, word amongst your crews. Uh, I don't think anybody knew the emails like I just found out just before the show. So I was looking through my email. Um, I messaged all the relevant parties that are in this group collective to help try to get everybody tickets. Um, and there was like no whispers or anything. So I don't think anybody knew that they dropped uh, so soon. So um, hopefully we, we get some people and maybe I'll get to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? You, you're not gonna you're not gonna post a reply on posts like that if you got tickets. You're just gonna go buy your damn tickets and hey, cool, I got my email. So obviously, it's a little bit of a, a bias as far as who's commenting on those social media posts. But it is just wave after wave of legacy player since 1.0, no invite, nice. Legacy player since 1.0, no invite, nice. Just like over and over and over again. Tark, to your point last week of should there maybe arguably have been some mechanism where uh, duration of subscription (laughs) applied uh, or gave a little bit of waiting or a few few extra entries into that lottery or not, assuming that in the next 24 hours, you know, none of the three of us get an email, do do you still think something like that should have been done? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're subbed for 10 straight years, nine, nine and a half straight years, you know, every year you get another entry. That would have been, I would have been acceptable of that. And if I still didn't get in, okay, at least I had extra chance because I've been subbed for so long and never taken a break, even when I've not played the game. So this, uh, when we talked about love it, leave it, do we feel that this was a, a good way to go? And I, I said, love it. Now you're on the now you're on shit end of the stick with the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, there's no I mean, setting though on love it or leave it. So. Right. There's still so here's the thing. That means if you interpret mathematically that let's assume by the way that their email blast thing just doesn't take a long time to process through, you know, Gmails and Hotmails and YouTubes and whatever. Let's assume that by tomorrow night all three of us still don't have the codes. Okay, we did not get picked. Then that means Chronos general sale is zero, right? I mean, yeah. it has to be. Um, not necessarily, right? Because well, the only thing you would have yeah, left over yeah. at that point was people that got codes that did not buy, or did actually one. go buy the tickets. 
Yeah, or only bought one. Like they they got in, they bought one ticket, and they didn't buy two. Yeah, at that but, point, do you even have a general sale though? The the number you will have is so small. Look, the number of tickets. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna have a general sale to begin with. When they first no, none of us this. did. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, good luck getting anything in general sales. I'm sure there will be something there. I don't know how many, but you know, I doubt it will be zero. But good luck, because <laughs> that's gonna be. Even worse. That's going to be really hard. Kronos, do, or, uh, Tark, do you think that the, maybe they should have put something on there that, like, as they see, you know, hey, we blocked off two tickets for this account. It only bought one. You know, every two that they see, they they trigger off another lottery pick uh, 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 until they're through them. Because I can't imagine. <sighs> it would be so dumb to go to a general sale public announcement with, a hundred tickets in hand. You know what I mean? That just seems yeah. absurd to me. Um, I would like it to be that, but I think they're just, they're doing the minimum amount of effort they're, They put this in place. Uh, whatever tickets don't sell from these codes, they're going to go to general at that point. So, um, yeah, I think that would have been the, a smart thing to do, but I, I don't think they put that amount of, effort or thought into it it's a rough situation all the way around right like we acknowledged last week that even if you just did a general sale you have a different set of problems there with bots and you know if somebody can't be on their mm -hmm. computer at a certain time we're seeing that tremendously right now with final fantasy tcg and the limited amount of materia cups sponsored by square enix and like just if i honestly bought tickets to an event that i wouldn't have known if uh, Jeremy hadn't, you know, let our Discord know, hey, these tickets just went on sale because they were gone in 45 minutes to an hour. So, I mean, it's one of those, there's got to be a better way. But what the hell is the better way? Uh, mm. Square Enix certainly doesn't know. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, um, I don't think Ticketmaster has it down either, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I wonder how many tickets were even, like, available. Like, I wonder what the number was. They'll probably never say. But... No, no, they'll never say. They'll never say. I mean, I just another another bucket list item that gets kicked down the road another year. Tark, it's just it, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> another year, another two years, two and a half. Uh, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. We'll see. We'll see. We did get special site updates though, six point three five. And hey, by the way, coming out next week. <laughs> hey, by the way, have a patch Tuesday. Uh, and that's pretty much when we expected it to be anyway. But, you know, now it's official. It'll be out uh, next Tuesday, the 7th. This is, of course, the continuation of the Hildebrand Relic quests. Um, I'm sure we'll have to gather more sweat. <laughs> I hope not. That was so gross. <laughs> that was so gross. Just a drop. Just, just a, a drop. A drop. Just a drop. Uh, we'll get the Loperitz crafting dailies with Splendorous Tools enhancement stuff. But, of course, the big piece of content here, Kronos, for most people uh, is going to be the new Deep Dungeon. Are you looking forward to it? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do it. I wouldn't say I'm, like, the most hyped for it. That's not usually my, my content, but I do it just like I do all this other stuff. Because you got to get so. that mount, right? <laughs> I'm sure there's a mount in there. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Maybe, yeah. maybe two. No doubt. So, minions. Minions. Minions, yeah, I, baby. I, I feel like maybe by the end of this expansion, though, I might actually have every obtainable mount in the game. I'm getting really close. You're insane. So. Good grief, man. Good grief. At least two for sure, Tark. That's what Newest Girl says. There'll be at least two it, mounts in there. Yeah. Two's probably a good bet. 
I just want the minions. I know that's what you're there for yeah. too, Tark. That's it. Yep. I just want the minions. I, I think I might have a group for this. Uh, we'll see. But the plate's so full with uh, still doing Savage Raids. Uh, Ultimate's still not up and running again. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, um, you don't have to do it right but, now. But I know when you'll have a block of time scheduled that you could do it. Yeah, when uh, FanFest Fan is Fest. going on. Yeah, when FanFest is going on. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the streams on the one monitor and go ahead and yeah. get your... Too soon? Too, yeah. too soon? Damn. It, it's yeah. too soon. I think too I'd be soon? crying as I play, and it just would not be good. good uh, I'm I'm upset about it, too. That's It's like, you know, if I, I, didn't, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. You know, that type of thing. If you do want to see Yoshi P and team, they will be at PAX East, though, for the, like, Ooh. kind of like the 10th anniversary stuff and... We'll see what they have planned. They're taking questions now on the forums if you want to get some questions in there. Some of this will be streamed. There'll be a goodie bag. And not only uh, will Yoshi P be there, but Koji Fox will be there as well, which kind of makes sense if Yoshi P is going to be there, um, you know, for translation reasons. So, yeah, they'll be at uh, PAX East 2023 with a full Q&A panel, a mini double-sided poster, and all that fun stuff. Any, any any questions you want to throw out there? I think most people are going to have sixteen related questions. You think? <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is, they like they're specifically the QA panel is specifically for fourteen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fourteen and sixteen. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna I, have they're gonna have like a, two different things. Maybe plan. What what are your plans for housing? You, know, you got everybody their own <laughs> island, instance island. What are your they're, plans for housing? Let's, their plans for go. housing is to implement the system in real life, and they've already succeeded. Oh, <laughs> we feel our lottery system went well, so we used it in, uh, in FanFest fan yeah. tickets, and everyone seems to be really happy about it. Everyone's We're thrilled. Just keep it. Everyone's <laughs> thrilled. Everyone's thrilled. Uh, speaking of the whole like 14 and 16 thing, though, I mean, with Yoshi P on both sides of that fence there, um, we're going to talk about 16 by itself in a minute. Obviously, a lot of 16 news this week, far more than 14 news. But to finish up some of the stuff on the 14 side, while Game Informer was doing their preview of Final Fantasy 16, they got some additional time, of course, to talk to Yoshi P. And I thought one interesting 14 topic kind of came up there where they were like hey you know this is really the first full-blown rpg you have headed up like he did some dragon quest stuff before this and stuff but you know rushes into final fantasy 14 and then here he is doing 16 now that you have these experiences both of these experiences how different is that and and you would you would expect the answer right to be like wow they're like really different obviously and he was like nah they're the it's, they're not really that different. <laughs> it's like, he's like, hey, we, you know, 14 is a standalone game, or uh, 14, excuse me, it's probably not as different as you'd expect creating an ongoing game like 14 as well as a standalone game because for Final Fantasy 14, if you look at the original Realm Reborn and our expansions, they're all stories that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, and he does say that, yes, on the MMO side, you leave little hooks, right, for the next expansion, and you don't have to do that in 16. If we wanted, we could put a hook in there that gets you excited for maybe future content or something like that. But again, that wasn't our aim with Final Fantasy 16. We wanted to create a story that had a beginning and that also ended. So we did. 
We wanted to focus on protagonist Clive's life, so rather than the story being broader, we're focused on him. That's not to mean that it's not deep as well, because we're so focused that we can get a deep look into the entirety of Clive's life. I actually thought it was a pretty decent answer for somebody that recently Kronos hasn't given some decent answers here and there. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty solid. Although I do think when you think about it from like a more logical, st I think he feels like he's just coming from the story aspect. Yeah. At least yeah. that's oh, the yeah. vibe I got. But if you like, I feel like the question is, I, I don't know, the way I would think about it is from the other perspective which is like the gameplay and like designing it around continuous play but like the thing is if you think about that like a lot of games are made with that in mind nowadays anyways just because of how the model is but i don't think 16 is that but just in general square loves to do service games so oh yeah they're just not <laughs> terribly good at them yeah it's yeah. yeah. like at all yeah but <laughs> no i mean I, I think compared to like i feel like compared to his past interviews he uh the other day was pretty kind to him i feel like he he was pretty good just overall i know we're gonna get more into the other ones later but right right one like... in particular one in particular that mm. you know of course tark just became like the headline everybody wanted to use without actually explaining what was going on as what was part of the discussion but anyway tark on the 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 thoughts of 14 and 16 and similarities not as different are you are you right there with Yoshi P or did, would you say like even story wise? No, there's differences. You're clearly designing a story in an MMO yeah. to be drawn out over a longer period of time uh, and that be palatable by the person. Like if you try to do what you did in Endwalker or any expansion and draw that out with the fluff that comes with that in a single player RPG, it would be one of the lowest rated RPGs ever. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. One thing that, <laughs> yeah, Re Re Remix has three parts. Just saying. Yeah, Remark has three parts. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, the I first the was widely received, but a big concern about parts two and three is yeah. how much fluff is going to be in here that is pointless. I don't know. Everything that fluff of Gold Saucer, that's, none of that's pointless. I love Gold Saucer. Uh, anyways, as far as 16 versus uh, 14, I, I think it's. They're just two different animals because you got this closed inclined space worth 16. Yes, maybe you can have D DLC and add on content, but you know, you're creating something that has a beginning, middle, end. And while I kind of understand his points with 14, beginning, middle, end, and end. Sorry, I like just think of something <laughs> from my childhood. <laughs> Glad I, I could bring back memories. For I, don't, you. I, what, I, I don't even remember what it is. I got a song stuck in my head now. Yes, every story has a beginning, middle, and an end. I, I don't know. God damn it. Go ahead, talk. Okay, stop. <laughs> uh, I, I feel with, with 14, because it's an ongoing, yes, it has beginning, middle, ends for each expansion. Like He's right. You got to keep those hooks in to keep people wanting to come back to ex explore the next expansion, the continuing story. I think where 16 um, differences in its systems, you know, everything's enclosed. You're not really going to involve those systems. And I feel with 14, they needed, they've been needing to evolve their systems more than they have. So I'm excited for 16. I can't wait to dive into it. Um, I know you're not as big a fan with the way they're going, you know, the real-time battles versus the turn base that we've all come to know and love. But... Well, yeah, hold on. Let's let's not for a minute think that I expected it to be turn-based even before we saw anything. Like the way yeah. they've gone with 12 and 13 and 15, 16 clearly was not going to be turn-based. 
But yes, I would personally rather it be turn-based, yes. Same. I just was under um, no false impressions on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but you said, you know, if I want to play a Devil May Cry game, I'm just going to play a Devil May Cry game. So, I, you know, I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm probably going to love it uh, as long as the story's good and the, the combat feels good. Um, I'm going to take it as it comes, and I can't wait for, what is it, uh, late June? Yeah, late June, June 22nd. Oh. June 22nd. Sweet. So yep. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the game, too. We'll, we'll talk about 16 in, in just a second. One last thing I want to get out here is congratulations, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, they uh, received an award, uh, Online Game of the Year at the DICE Awards. Yoshi P did a little uh, re pre-recorded speech that they played where he said in very Emerald Lagasse fashion, right? He's, uh, boom, they're going to kick it up a notch. What that means... I got no idea, Kronos. They're going to kick it up a notch, though. I mean, the expansion, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. On to 16 news, because it was a huge week for Final Fantasy 16 news. Lots of press uh, and different outlets and different content creators were invited to uh, attend in very specific locations. They actually had to go to these locations to uh, play Final Fantasy 16 for a little bit. A little vertical slice, uh, and everybody had the, the same content. It was about, uh, they said about five hours into the actual story was where the content was taking place. Now, they also did have, Clive and, uh, and friends, had abilities that typically would not be unlocked yet uh, at this point in the story. So don't expect everything you saw to be what you're doing five hours in. Some of those abilities will get later when we actually play the game. Uh, but they got pretty much a, a nice little vertical slice of everything. The combat, the uh, icon fights, a little bit of the voiceover, the music, the design, the graphics. The, like They got a nice vertical slice. And while it may not be representative of the entirety of the end product, most of these came away pretty happy. And to mm. your point, Tark, they were acknowledging, yeah, it's very Devil May Cry combat, which we all expected based on the team they brought in <laughs> and the footage we had seen in trailers and everything up to date. So, yeah, I I'm still excited. And I've always been excited for it. Where my disappointment comes in is that, for me, nostalgia and head-wise, it's not Final Fantasy. It is, <laughs> and it's probably going to be going forward, but I'm sure I'm not alone in that this doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy title the way I feel about Final Fantasy titles. And I'm willing to, you know, I'm okay sure. with that. I'm clearly going to have to go look for my turn-based goodness somewhere else and i saw dragon quest i don't know who said it but i saw dragon quest represented in chat i'd be a little leery of that one too we haven't seen anything with dragon quest 12 yet but there have been references by the team to that being more action oriented as well even the last few dragon quests while there were kind of turn-based elements to the combat they weren't turn-based in that way so honestly chronos i think i'm just gonna have to if that's what i'm looking for in a certain rpg I'm going to have to go and get that somewhere else. It's not going to be Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy anymore. And one of the things that I have seen repeatedly in the interviews 
that uh, accompanied this uh, this whole preview was people asking about that, and Yoshi P just downright feeling like, uh, credit to Gamatsu, by the way, for the footage I'll be using for B-roll here. That I left their logos in so they can get credit here. Um, Yoshi P does not feel that that's what Final Fantasy is anymore. In fact, he was downright negative in some respects, in some questions answered, talking about what Final Fantasy is today for an audience, and that he kind of viewed it as almost dated, uh, a dated product for a current day audience. And that was some of the impetus going into this new, more action, very combo-y, Devil May Cry-centric um, combat system. I'm sure I'll like it. It just won't feel like Final Fantasy to me because I'm an old Final Fantasy head. But... Maybe it creates those feelings 15 years from now for my kids on this is Final Fantasy, and I always buy Final Fantasy because of this. One can hope. What do you think when you started seeing over 45 minutes of gameplay and all kinds of opinions out there, Kronos? Where was your mind going? I mean, this is reskin Devil May Cry <laughs> with, with numbers on the screen, <laughs> personally. I, 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 I am interested in the story, though. Um, and I mean, I, the battle systems. I do like Devil May Cry. I'm with you though, hundred percent. Yeah, I've always I, said. I think the way I always worded it was: when I want to play Final Fantasy, I play Final Fantasy. When I want to play Devil yeah. May Cry, I play Devil May Cry. Well, yeah. now I, I, it's not a binary decision for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, play this or don't I mean, play yeah, something. It's it's not. And I mean, you know, I mean, he's not necessarily wrong. A lot of studies do show that like the other stuff just sells better now. I mean. What are like truly successful turn-based RPGs anymore? Like Persona, probably yeah, it. Wildly Persona successful. Five. Yeah, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles. Although that 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 shifts into action uh, when you start getting into number two and number three a little more. It's yeah. it's just. <sighs> it's I, tough. I mean, I I, I want to look at Yoshi P and just go, "You're wrong," and you, and I don't think he's wrong. But I think right. he might be wrong, right for the wrong reasons, if that makes I, sense, I, Tark. I agree with that. Oh, that, make, that makes sense. Like, um, it, I, you can look at Final Fantasy's past and go, nobody, you know, big marquee IPs just can't survive in this day and age as turn-based. And maybe that's the idea you have in your head. We're not even going to argue about whether you agree with it or disagree with it or not. You know, that's Yoshi P's stance. But I think the stance has to come from a, is it because people don't want that or we're never going to grow our audience anymore? We're just going to get that audience that's always loved us until they die. Uh, and then we have no audience. Or mm. is it because we haven't done it right in years and years and years at this point? I think those are all things you have to look at, not just look at and say that's an outdated mechanic. Yeah, they're, they're trying to go for uh, gripping a, a new audience. You know, when you have Elden Ring, God of Wars, uh, Horizon Zero Dawns, um, they all have some RPG elements to them, um, but they're all, you know, action-oriented in their, their combat and such. But then you risk alienating the, the, the true fans and diehards like us, us three, that want our turn-based. And, you know, I can get that maybe from Octopath, Octopath Traveler 2. Um, I, I just... I just don't want to see turn base go the way of the dodo and be like, okay, well, you know, it just doesn't work because they're not putting the time and effort into it. Uh, 
So I, I love my turn-based, and I wish 16 was turn-based, but I'm, I'm going to try to enjoy this for what it is. But yeah, I just hope they don't um, lose their way in what made Final Fantasy great in the first place. Persona 5 Royal, 3.3 million units sold. Total yeah. sales across all ports and everything, and remasters, or not remasters, but re-releases of different editions and everything. Past 8 million copies December of last year. Yeah, there's an audience for turn-based stuff, so... It's it's definitely there. I don't and think And I think Square just off. looks at it as their smaller projects it's, now. Their octopaths, their their smaller things like that. Well, they they see Final Fantasy and I think it's like, well, how do we appeal to the most people possible? Yeah. And like yeah. The, and it's, and they're not necessarily wrong. I, I don't like it. It looks Before great, I, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it looks it awesome. It and, looks the, and the voice acting and all that the stuff. The voice looks acting, awesome. the Soken's music is great. Maybe the game yeah. isn't going to be for you because you don't like Devil May Cry. If I don't know what to tell you, if you don't like Devil May Cry, I can't imagine you liking this. But so here's the thing: it's like I think Tark said something where it's like um, alienating, like classic fans. Mm -hmm. I, I agree to an extent, but also how many classic fans that are still fans now are gonna not buy this? I feel like there are they're there, and I and I you know more power to them. I think but they're gonna th give it a shot. But the three of us are like literally wanting something completely different than what we're being given and we're still going to buy the game right but we are three yeah. people that like both genres true but i but I, I guess like even if i didn't like action because of the name i pro i think a lot of people will still buy it see but, I, like, I i wouldn't go with you there i i am if i didn't enjoy devil may cry i would not buy this even being a final fantasy absolute nut fanboy because i know i'm not gonna like this i didn't like devil may cry i didn't like devil may cry 5 i didn't like you know, and, and there's going to be that aspect of people that don't like Devil May Cry with a Final Fantasy skin because it may be new for the Final Fantasy franchise, Tark, but it <laughs> feels like a copy, right? Dante's Inferno, I thought, was a fantastic game that got a hugely bad rap because it was literally a God of War in a different skin. And yeah. don't you run that risk when you make your flagship franchise number 16 so close to being a copy of something that already exists. Yeah, there's, there's is Final there's Fantasy really clones. innovating <laughs> at that point? No, 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 it's not. Um, and, and this happens for multiple genres. I mean, uh, how many great games were maybe looked down upon because they were clones of like Diablo 4 or Diablo, Diablo 2? Um, I kind of agree with the call. Like sometimes you, when you have a property, you want to go with the one that got you there. Um, so I'm a, the more we talk about this, the more discouraged I am. By this. Dance with the date that brought you. Hey, you're the one that went ahead and pre-ordered the $800 collector's edition. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I am stoked for the game. Um, and even Kronos and I were and, like, and no. Was right. Well, you were right. You know, I think we both, we all three of us like both genres, but if you're not into the action combat, God of War, Devil May Cry, you might take a pass on this. You know, you're you're looking for other avenues for your turn-based goodness. So um, I think that turned some people away on Final Fantasy 15, but of course it had other issues. So um, I, yeah, I like that's, both That's genres. exactly the point I was it. making earlier, by the way. Yeah, yeah. 15 turned people off, but it had other issues. 13 yeah. turned people off, but it had other issues. 
12 turned people off, but it had other issues. You can't look back all the way to, let's say, what, Final Fantasy X was probably and was the, the, the last pure turn-based style system, right? Yeah. Because from there on, Agreed. 11 was the MMO, 12 had the, you know, the Gambit system, Gambit. 13 had yeah. the Paradigm system. There were... Yes, there were. It was like a hybrid of turn-based with some other ideas thrown into there. It, I don't think you look at. I don't think any person that is a Final Fantasy fan looks at twelve and says that failed because of the turn-based style of combat. Thirteen that failed because of the or they didn't like it. You know, they made sold millions all of them, so I can't really say failed. Or looks at fifteen and says that. And, and in fact, I thought a lot of people, whether they liked Seven Remake or not looked at it, Kronos, and said, well, I do kind of like the fact that even though it's not purely turn-based, there is a turn-based type option in here if that's what you're looking for. That is absolutely not, from the previews, an option in 16 at all. They, they've tried to sell like the little like accessories they the have. Difficulty on the difficulty scaling, yeah. 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 As like, that's how they're going to get like the people who don't want to play like the more fast-paced style, but I think that's about the... like. I think that's less of a thing than even like Final Fantasy VII had with like the de- whatever it was called delay whatever I don't remember what it was called but because I, I didn't play with well it. yeah I mean I, all the all those if you don't know what we're talking about by the way one of the things that they're putting in this game is there is no easy normal hard story you know there is no option like that as far as difficulty what they're doing is you you kind of pick us whether you're story focused or or combat focused uh, or action focused and and then that's kind of it. Um, but they are putting in rings as equipment that if you're not into like this reactionary or split second or almost quick time event type combo based Devil May Cry combat, there are options to equip various rings that will either make, you know, parrying attacks almost automatic or yeah. juggling things a little bit easier uh, or hell, there's a, even one that streamlines the combo system to basically uh, a button masher where you're just, mm. you don't have to do different buttons. You're just doing one button. So y- that is their like whole take on if you want the hardest experience, there is no hard mode. Just don't wear any of the rings, um, which yeah. I can kind of dig, but again, doesn't address the turn based thing at all. I think they said New Game Plus was going to be like harder. Yeah. Also. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But you have to beat the game first for that. Right, right, right. Um, I, I actually, my issues with 7 Remake have nothing to do with the gameplay, funny enough. Like, well, except for Air Combat, which was kind of fixed in the DLC, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I agree. But, um, like, I actually liked the middle ground that 7 Remake had. Like, it felt, act- it was definitely still an action RPG, but I still felt like I was playing Final Fantasy with, like, the menuing. And this is gone. Like, it's it's not there for this. This is basically swap your weapons, like Devil May Cry, and, and do different <laughs> things. Which is like again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just that takes away a lot of things that even like I don't see much Final Fantasy in this at all, classically. But you know, I mean, I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. I guess what I'm <laughs> trying to say is I don't, I don't think this is gonna. I think this is gonna be massively successful. I think so too. And I'm still excited for it, even though I'm disappointed in the direction. But I've been disappointed in that for some time because I'm also a classic fan. And I've just kind of come to terms with it. But I think this is going to be probably the most successful Final Fantasy game we've seen in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a single 
preview I saw, and I went through dozens of them, whether they were videos or written articles, Tark, there, there wasn't a single one that I uh, that I was reading or watching that the person walked away going, I don't know, man. I don't know. There wasn't a yeah, single was, one of those. There was, there was a lot of positivity across everything. Um, I, <laughs> I think the only like negatives were it came from you know, questions about JRPGs in general. Yeah, and, we're going to get into that, that in a second. Con- yeah, we'll get into that. So, um, but yeah, every everyone seems to be positive as, as far as what they played and what they saw. Um, and, and then they love the big kaiju battles. Yeah, they looked amazing. That point. Yeah, they looked, looked amazing. It looked amazing. Um, yeah. And seeing Sid. Ah, Sid. Thunder God Sid. Yeah, sure. I mean, Takal, you know, I, I understand the sentiment, but it's going to sell like gangbusters. It's probably, you know, going to review very, very well. Um, it's going to be a success. I just don't see it not being a success. Uh, there might yeah. be minor disappointments here and there, like if the story doesn't quite deliver in like the way Forspoken kind of got beat up with a mediocre story. Like, you're going to see stuff like that. But Devil May Cry got those same knocks and still walked away with seven, eights, and nines across the review panels anyway on some of its sequels. You know, when somebody's looking for this type of game, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Like, it's going to be a good one. I fully expect it to be up there with, like, the game. I'm not saying it's going to win Game of the Year because, like, it's got to compete with Zelda and shit. That's going to be really tough. But, um... But I think this is going to be in the conversation. I really do. Even yeah. with my personal feelings about it. And it's just going to like reinforce the way what Yoshi P is saying, the way they feel. Yeah, it's going to give and, the confirmation bias problem. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, it's, 100%. It's, well, it sold, you know, X teen million copies. Therefore, we were 100 right, 100% right. There is no future of, for Final Fantasy to be turn-based. Um, and I don't agree with that argument. Uh, I don't either. But... Yeah, it's going to confirmation bias themselves. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, Travis. The real question is, when you walk away with this, will you remember it? Or will it be another modern game you play it, consume it, and forget about it three or four months later? Um, and we're seeing that with Forspoken <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh, for it just being generally mediocre across the board by most review accounts. Uh, and somewhat some subpar in the story. Not necessarily a bad game, but a forgettable one. Will this be like? Can you any of you tell me the storyline in Devil May Cry Four? Nope, I can, but I don't. Never played it. I, I'm like a rare. I played uh, Devil May Cry a lot, so yeah. I mean, but so I'm not the norm. Is what I'm saying. Right. Most people probably can't tell you. Know, you to that. Travis's point, this could definitely fall into that category, where it gets nines and tens, and you thought it was great when you played through it and everything, but you don't go back. You know, or you don't go back much. Yes, but yeah, I mean, that's, fangirl. that's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, you can't really answer that question now. No, I, oh, no, I, I absolutely mean, you can't. Yeah, And that's I mean, what Travis is saying. The real question is, will this happen? But but I guess my like devil's advocate rebuttal to that would be like, isn't that just how game, a lot of games are nowadays in general? Yeah. Like, like no, oh, that's no, just that's how like, we, we fondly remember classic games because that's how they were built. And now it's about doing what he's saying it's yeah. like see i disagree it's creating I, the next modern I, thing there, assuming there are still on. gaming moments for me oh but, i'm not saying know, there I, are there are there are still titles that i'm just you know even that they're maybe four to six or to seven years old that i still just have like that is a modern classic that is oh i i agree classic. they exist too 
I agree they exist too. I'm just saying like we're in a much more like way more exists. Yeah. I'm not saying the modern classics don't exist. I'm saying because of how many exist, there's odds I mean, are there's gonna be infinitely more failure, like infinitely more stuff we forget about than those moments. Whereas like as a kid, we only got to play so many games. You know, like now yeah. it's like you have the world. There's, there's just so many goddamn options now to play yeah. to play games. And yeah. as adults, we don't have as much time. Yeah. It's it's tough. But I, I'm not saying I absolutely modern classics still exist. I I don't think anybody's forgetting about Elden Ring anytime soon um but i mean i don't know i look back and i see other stuff that people really look fondly at now and i don't really see them as classics but that's a personal opinion so you know. well i i don't think it's the I, to me tark it's not the decision uh, or the, the 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 choice of is it a classic or is it a game you forget in three months i think when you do this to certain franchises when you do this to you know big franchises um you run the you run the risk of the call of duty effect I think, right? Where sure. Call of Duty this year might be a good game. Uh, you might be interested in it. You might like it. But you you know what you're getting, right? You're you're getting that style of game, and it's probably disposable a year from now, right? Ferris yeah, with so the five our- subs. Thank you so much. The five gifted subs. That's very kind of you. I'll give yeah, you where's the, our- I'm going to give you the our- disco lights behind me, but during shows, I can't <laughs> give the... I can't give the cheering sound effects, but I'll give you the disco lights behind me for then oh, a sixth. Look at you sniped. You got you got the newest girl. Sorry, Tark. Go ahead. So yeah, uh, Call of Duty. You know, first person shooters one of the biggest genres, right? Where's our Final Fantasy uh, first person shooter game, right? So oh, to count, disagree. People still <laughs> remember the nuke at the end of the Modern Warfare. No Russian. I, again, I'm not making the point that there aren't key moments or Call of Duty titles that spike in your head. But there are a dozen more that you don't remember. There are a dozen more that you played through, and you're like, "Okay, I'm done." That was yeah. it. I mean, to be to be fair, there's also a ton of things with Final Fantasy in the title that plenty of people have forgot about already. Not numbered ones. Not numbered, numbered ones. ones I think. That's Strangers my thing. Paradise. Not numbered ones. <laughs> Strangers of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> on like that note, by like the way. That. On that note, by the way, the the game looks great. <laughs> like. Yeah, no. (laughs) It might not be the one we uh, hoped for, but it's the one we deserve, I guess. According to Yoshi P, I just I I want a TV spot with Frank Frank Sinatra, you know, playing on this game. Let's go. It looks absolutely incredible. The icon to icon kaiju battles look great. Uh, I did agree. I saw one review. I don't remember who I'd give them credit where they said like they weren't super impressed with some of the visuals, but they also said. Our slice was like in a dank dungeon castle, so it wasn't like the most interesting of visual, uh, visual delights to begin with. It was a dark, dank castle, so we'll see. That, that was the part I heard a lot. Most any any complaints that was the part I heard the complaints about because everybody was like it was like super tight spaced. You were basically like in hallways. Yeah, and it was very um, dark. Yeah. But I mean, I expect a lot of the game to be like, I, this is going to be Devil May Cry. If you're expecting it not to be Devil May Cry, I don't know. But I, I'm interested in it's the story. It's weird. I think like, really I've crazy. never been, Tark, the, the way I feel about this game, I've never been in this position. I can't wait. I really want to play this game. I'm sad it's mm-hmm. called Final Fantasy 16. Like, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? Yeah. I, you know, I am I excited thinking, for the game. If this was one of those Final Fantasy spinoffs, I think we feel better about it. Like nobody would complain. Not a number t- yeah, yeah, if right. it wasn't a number right. title, 
I, I don't think anybody would be complaining, but because it is a number titled, it has a connotation and a history. And maybe Square's and right. It's that. just old heads less like like us that that care, you know? I mean, I think I, the money is going to prove them correct. The money is going to prove them correct, and I will tell you this. The only reason Torchwick is as invested in turn-based RPGs is because of me, his dad. Yeah. You know, that's it. Sure. That's it. Yeah, yeah but it's the old heads that spend, spend the money, money right? That's <laughs> true. The uh, other ones deciding where that money goes for future. Some other titles. interesting things about 16 that we did uh, learn this week through interviews and these previews. The PC version won't be ready uh, at the end of the six-month PS5 exclusivity. Which, by the way, this seems like a far better answer than go buy a PC when Yoshi P was asked this previously, <laughs> right? Or go buy a PS5, yeah. You're, you, you're making a PC version. We know you are. You just haven't confirmed it yet. You, the advertising could have led someone to believe that that would be out six months after the PS5 version. Just come out and say what you said here. We are doing a PC version. It won't be ready by the end of that six months. So honestly, if you want to play this on PC, you're probably realistically going to be waiting about a year at this point from yeah, the PlayStation I, 5 launch. I think you can look at 7 Remake as an example. Yeah. That's probably going to be a timeline. For us old school heads looking at previous Final Fantasies, though, you might be delighted, Tark, to know that there are reportedly 11 hours of cinematics alone to God. accompany this story. And that doesn't count something that they are taking huge advantage of in the PlayStation 5 in that almost you know simultaneous melding of cutscenes slash combat scenes because of the solid state drive in the PlayStation 5 making the tech accessible to kind of meld the two. Uh, they are not counting those little snippets of cinematics that they hope and they say are blended in in such a way that you don't even realize you're watching a cinematic when they pop them into the middle of the fight. They aren't counting those. They're saying eleven hours of cinematics. Away. Yeah, breakaway cinematics. That's insane amount of visual goodness. <laughs> I can't wait. Does that give you a little hope of... on the story front that maybe the narrative oh, I... is wow? I I have no doubt that the story is going to be amazing, especially with Yoshi P producing it. Um. Because I love the story of 14, and he's been at the helm of that for you know almost a decade now. So I have no issues with the story. I think it's going to be top-notch, and uh, yeah, it, that's it. I mean, there is the whole quantity versus quality, Adam. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that's an argument one can have, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Tarko. I think I, I expect, I from what I've seen, I think the story is going to be phenomenal. So... Um, that's the most exciting thing to me. Like, we'll see how interesting the gameplay is. Um, but I can I can overlook that if the story is good. So, um, and I feel like with a lot of the newer stuff, we're still only really seeing like older Clive, right? We know like younger Clive is in the game. Yeah, because he goes through basically his teens, his twenties, and his thirties through the game. Yeah. Like you're following so. his entire, you know, growing up. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I like I said I don't don't get me wrong I'm excited for the game. Oh 100%. I'm with you. Yeah. I told you I think, it's weird. I think we all feel it's a I think weird we all feeling. feel very similar. I think we it's just weird to like say out loud but I yeah. think we all feel It's very a similar. weird feeling. And and honestly the story's 
going to be the be-all, end-all for me. You know, I might not like the DMC combat in my Final Fantasy. I mean, in my Final Fantasy gumbo, you know, but I also realize that that's probably the direction they're going to go for the rest of time. Uh, you give me a shitty Final Fit, like even Final Fantasy 13, which has a ton of plot holes uh, and may not be one of the most highly regarded Final There are bits of that story that are just amazing. Oh, yeah. There are I bits think every of that. Single one has every stuff single like that. one has stuff like that. If this doesn't, th I'm going to be on you. Then I'm your biggest detractor because oh, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You're done. I, I think, too, like, think I don't even think how popular this game is going to be is going to have to do with the Final Fantasy name, by the way. Like, I think yeah. I think they attach the right person to it. I think Yoshi P brings a lot of just like, like the fact that I think they've made a lot of correct decisions to appeal to a large audience. I'll just say that even before they even made the decision to make the game. I think like putting Yoshi P on it was really smart. The way they're dealing with a lot of the press stuff is really smart. The stuff they're showing, the way they're trickling it, is smart. I, I just think like it, this looks just like it looks like it's going to be a game of the year contender, even if like I weren't interested in playing it. Like, <laughs> Formerly unknown, if the ad rhythm is reminded us of anything, it's that no matter what, the music is going to be bangers all the way down. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Especially with Soken. It's especially so with Soken. You're right. Oh my god. One hundred percent. If even if I hate 16, I'm gonna buy the Theat Rhythm DLC for it. <laughs> Dude, they got they got DLC in the soundtrack, too. aren't you? Yeah. Have you seen the, the Theat Rhythm DLC roadmap? Yeah. I looked at it the other I day. Know. I didn't realize it literally is it's going nuts. all the way out to like November. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. 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 We also learned another interesting bit and maybe maybe some of our viewers you know have already known this or or whatever but uh coming from skill ups conversation with yoshi p we've learned that uh yoshi p not a fan of the term jrpg used to describe the particular genre of game we're talking about and it came up almost accidentally uh he used the term in a question and, of course, this had to go through translation. And so Yoshi P says, uh, one thing he wants to get across is that when we create games, we don't go into them thinking we are creating JRPGs. We're just creating RPGs. The term JRPG is used by Western media rather than users and media in Japan. And, again, credit to SkillUp. That's where these screenshots come from. And in SkillUp's video, he kind of says, I... I was kind of taken aback by this answer because it was like almost like I've accidentally stepped on a landmine and I'm not sure if I should proceed further or not. <laughs> uh, but Skillup did proceed further and say, what do you mean? Can you tell me a little more about this? And he says, this is going to depend on who you ask. This is from Yoshi P. But there was a time when this term first appeared 15 years ago. And for us as developers, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term, as though we were being made fun of for creating these games. And so for some developers, the term JRPG can be something that will maybe trigger bad feelings because of what it was in the past. It wasn't a compliment to a lot of developers in Japan. We understand that recently JRPG has better connotations and it's being used in a positive way, but we still remember the time when it was used as a negative. I remember seeing something 15 years ago, which was basically a definition of what a JRPG was versus a Western RPG. 
And it kind of is like Final Fantasy VII, and it has to have this type of graphics, this length of story, and compartmentalizing what we were creating into a JRPG box and taking offense to that because that's not how we're going into creating. We were going in to create an RPG, but to be compartmentalized, they felt was discriminatory. I had no clue. I shouldn't say no clue. I feel like I remember Monolith, some of Monolith's team saying something similar when Xenoblade Chronicles, the original, was in development. Not the head of the project, but some of the team members. And that would have been, what, like 20... What was that, 2014? 2015? Something like that. But to me, this term has always been just a genre, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it's always been a JRPG. And in my mind... Final Fan at least the way my brain defines it, Final Fantasy 16 would not be a JRPG. Oh. You know, that could be my old head associating turn-based with JRPG a lot and I'm willing to give up that that piece of the pie if I need to. But to me it was always like, oh that's a JRPG, just the same way as that's a CRPG, that's an ARPG, like an action RPG. Like they were subgenres of the RPG, the RPG, that's an MMORPG, right? Like, they were different styles of RPGs. Like, you wouldn't call, even though Elden Ring was developed overseas, you wouldn't call that a JRPG. It doesn't fit, at least my definition and generally most people's definition, right, Tark? I mean, I, I certainly never even imagined that this would be, like, a discriminatory term, but I can also <laughs> recognize that if it were, I'm not the one being discriminated against, so I probably would not be as cognizant of it as maybe a Yoshi P or a Japanese developer. Uh, I was totally blown away by this. Like, I didn't think this was an issue. I had no idea. I was like, wow. Like, And like you, I just thought it was just a genre. Um, and, and I honestly, for the most part, equated JRPGs with some of the best in excellence for RPGs in general. Um, Western RPGs being, you know, another part of the genre. Yeah, you'd get a few gems like, you know, Baldur's Gate and whatnot. But I always went to JRPGs to to get my my good RPG fix because they had the tropes and the kind of graphics and the combat I, systems I, I, that I right? really loved. I and may be nuts, I but I always like, view I always whoa. like personally have viewed, you know, JRPGs as a step up. Like yeah. never a step yeah. down. Yeah. It was always they were the those bar. ones are better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if I, I you got a good way. if you've got a good Western RPG, you were like, this is awesome. Like this is what we can do over <laughs> right? in the West to compete with the excellent bar that the Japanese developers have been putting out for a decade plus. So yeah. I was actually like kind of blown away by this. Newest yeah, girl pointing was... out Kronos that like 15 years ago would have been mid yeah. PS 360. Japanese developers were very much struggling uh, yeah. in all of gaming, not just in RPGs, but in all of gaming back then. So it was feeling, but, but I, I swear I remember using that term like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure absolutely. I remember using it. Yeah, I remember like, using I feel it in like middle, I, middle school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think she's right, though. I think I think that's probably where it comes from, because that, um, I mean, Yoshi P was obviously working on stuff at that period of time, and I mean, I'm a Mega Man fan, so I'll let me tell you about how far that fell in the, like, 
2000s. No one gave a sh- shit about that. But like, you know, I, I, yeah, I think of games from like Japan and it's more like those are the ones I remember the most. Like, get, like when I was like early 2000s still in school, I was like, get me away from the American RPGs, dude. Like, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't even really want to play Mass Effect when it came out, to be honest. I would have rather played like Lost Odyssey, even though that's like not looked as upon the same light as the other game. So it's like, you know, I mean, different people like different stuff and what was popular at the time is different. And so I think probably during those times, I wouldn't be surprised if that was kind of that term. I just never thought about it until he said it. And if you think about it, you know, I mean, yeah, the way, yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. Sucks. But I I do think now it's kind of like almost like a thing of its own. It's it's just a subgenre. So I I feel like he's going to keep getting those questions. Sucks, though. I do feel like I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And, you know, I think back to like, the United States in particular has always had race issues. Obviously, the globe has always had race issues. But, yeah. like, the, the United States yeah. has its own in, in very, very sp- specific uh, instances with slavery and, and the Civil War and things like that. Um, the West has not always been generous or kind in all of its genre labels at, at times. Not just in video gaming, but in, uh, in movies... Uh, and in in uh, cinema and in television, there are there are terms that were used at times to describe certain styles of film that I would just not use those terms on a podcast, even to just give you an example of those terms. I, I just would not feel comfortable using the terms that were fine back then. So I can kind of understand when. We view something as a, sh- a subgenre, but one of the initials actually is indicative of race, right? Like to say yeah. something is yeah. Japanese, you are applying the descriptor of a culture of a people to it. Uh, and so maybe it's not the most sensitive thing to do. We're also three white guys sitting yeah. here on a panel <laughs> yeah. that are not yeah. Japanese, that are not a minority, that have ever had to go through anything that a minority. Uh, would ever have had to go go through. So on that, I will absolutely defer to some... If you find it offensive and you are a Japanese game developer, then it must be offensive. Like, (laughs) then that's just the end of my thought process there. Okay, I'll use RPG from now on. No big deal for me. But there are a bunch of people that maybe don't share that opinion that look at it and go, it's just talking about it. Hell, Tark, Sony's online store has a JRPG category. Like, Sony yeah. is a very Japanese company that's in video games. Monikers. And, it's like, how, how but, do you... But did they embrace it through a... They viewed it as an innocuous sure. term okay. like the rest of... Like many of us did. Or did they embrace it out of more of a necessity? This is what people search for, and we need the SEO value type deal. Yeah. Mm. Good question. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know the answer on that. I, I always thought it as like a, and again, this is coming from someone. I'm not. If he divides it offensive, then I, I think that's valid, right? But yeah. I, I always thought it's like a term of endearment, right? Like I don't know. It's like if it was a JRPG, I thought higher of it. I think Tark said that. Like, I, I I said that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, all yeah, three of like, us yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's it's, that's it's just how I thought bar. about it. Yeah, it's. I think yeah. it is. I think it is funny that like all three of us are like, 
wow, I like thought the total opposite. There were like there were years where the games media in particular was just like bashing the shit out of Japan uh, and and games development. And yeah, that that's that was dumb. Uh, but like to me, yeah, my head was like, I like JRPGs. I don't like RPGs. <laughs> like <laughs> that's where my head was. That, I, was like, I think that that's where mine is too. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For many many years until I started playing like other uh, RPG types. Uh, so yeah, I insanely interesting topic to have come out of just an absolute absolute fluke uh, of a discussion with Skill Up is unfortunate that it was right on like basically the heels a couple of weeks ago of a diversity argument when it comes to Final Fantasy 16 too though so a little bit weird there uh it, Yoshi P gave a little bit of an update about that he was asked uh remember previously about diversity and he was like yeah it's medieval Europe and you know it is what it is um he 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 gave a better answer, but it's still just a, a PR answer. Uh, but it's certainly better than his first <laughs> foray into trying to to give an answer to that question. He's uh, each response. He thinks that each person's response to the is this is sixteen diverse may vary greatly. People have their own thoughts on the scope and their understandings of the term diversity. The producer says, according to Games Radar, that he doesn't see that variation as a negative. But the different people's varying approaches will lead to different interpretations of the development team's approach. And he goes on to talk about how like they, they use a wide, diverse range of values and culture in the game. When I, I think, you know, it's a very diplomatic way of saying we've got diversity of culture and stuff like that. But no, there's not really any, you know, black main character or strong female lead or which I think was really the question. This one, I'll give credit where due Tarkoth, it is better than his first stab at this question a month or so ago. But I think, I, th I still think it sidesteps what the original question was. And he, he knows what, they, what, what was being asked, right? He knows what yeah. the, the, the press was asking him at the time. It was like, are we going to see uh, people of color, minorities, women in prominent Final Fantasy roles uh, main character type status. The answer is no. Yeah, you just you just answer that basic. Just don't. You go into more detail. You open up more holes for people to poke at and and reveal biases that might not even be there. So the the answer was just no, n not in this title, and just leave it. And that's it. <laughs> like so, it felt it felt very PR, uh, but yeah. it was better, I guess, than the first. Yeah, a little bit, but not much. I mean, they were probably more prepared this time. I'm sure they were like, this <laughs> just, is a bit. just a bit, yeah. just a bit, just a bit. The team does want you to fail quick time events, though. And this might be another thing that people aren't all that keen on in a Final Fantasy game. There are quick time events. The thought process being that they didn't want all these big combat moments to just be sitting there watching a cutscene. Uh, and they did say like the, the kaiju battle type stuff that each one was different, by the way. Like you're gonna play yeah. those battles in very yeah. different ways. They made sp systems specific to Yoshi P laughed at it. We made battle systems specific to one fight, like multiple times. We made unique systems for these fights. But there are gonna be this interspersing of QTEs. Uh, so when Clive's going in for a punch, we wanted to use that button that you use to attack. 
Same thing with type of uh, dodging. But they are designed so that players may make mistakes. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's not too punishing. And we want uh, what we want kind of is when players get good enough to the point where they're good enough at the rest of the battle to worry about what's going on in the QTEs to maybe try failing it once. Because there are two oh. different branches off whether you succeed or fail. And sometimes the failures can be just as interesting as the successes. Yeah, maybe we see Clive uh, fail and get smashed by Garuda's claw and his head just pops. <laughs> Uh, but it could, it could die in those. It's possible. If you are still doubtful and not sure, you will get a demo two weeks before launch, and your progress will carry over if you decide to buy it. Kind of been Square Enix's MO with most of their titles lately, which I'm a huge fan of that MO. It's one of the things I'll give them a huge thumbs up for over the last year <laughs> or so. Double thumbs up. The demos leading into carrying progress is excellent, even though it has, of course, cost you sales on certain titles, Babylon's Fall, um, and other <laughs> things. Yeah, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to, I'm not just going to play the base game for this one. I'm not. You're not going to play the demo. the demo. Yeah, you're already locked in at a $790 collector set thought, anyway. I thought no, he was I saying, like... I appreciate that they had a Babylon's Fall demo and didn't have to buy the <laughs> well, Beta. That was the beta. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I think that's what you're saying. I'm sorry. I just thought that that's where my mind was. Uh, only like two weeks ahead, though. Only two weeks. Yoshi, oh, yeah, Yoshi only two weeks. Yeah, it's not, not not like a month ahead of time. It'll only be Yoshi P specifically said promotion wise, we don't want hype to die down, so we want to launch the demo, and within two weeks have the game on shelves. So that's kind I, I want to say. Plan. I like as we we go along and we're getting closer and closer. The price that I paid for the collector's edition apparently keeps going oh, up with yeah. you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So in a couple months, my Dude, collector's edition will be valued. Look at the wall behind me. For somebody like me to go <laughs> over there, yeah. No, no. Just <laughs> maybe no. You could resell it and get a fan fest ticket. <laughs> <laughs> What's nice. up with uh, Luminous Productions, Tark? Uh, so they're getting merged. Um, and I, I, I feel like I talked about this, like with, with this, not forespoken, not doing well, was this going to be the end of the luminous engine and luminous productions? And yeah, it looks like, um, it, it is the end. Um, no one apparently is going to lose their job. They're just being merged in. So after 15, they kind of made their own company it was still part of square and they did the add-on content, and they did their first big projects for Spoken. But apparently, since it has not met expectations, um, they are all being merged back in. Whether they stay as a creative business unit 17 or the talent is dispersed so, across. Yeah, I saw that they were being dispersed across various projects. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, it's good that no one's losing their jobs. Um, so big kudos for that. But yeah, I just... Forspoken, I had high hopes for Forspoken ad nauseum talking about it here on this show, but um, it is disappointing that it's turned out the way it has. Um, but yeah, no one loses their jobs, and uh, some talent uh, hopefully goes on to other titles and makes some good good stuff for us. Yuji Naka probably going to jail too, by the way. Uh, just a quick update on this, his whole insider trading accusations. We don't have to say allegedly anymore uh mm. he had his day in court and prosecutor's opening statement kind of laid it all out 
And uh, TBS Newsdig quotes Naka in court as saying, there's no doubt that I found out about the games before they were made public and bought shares in them. So not technically pleading guilty yet, but admits guilt. So yeah, insider trading charges look like they're not going to have any problem sending Naka into some penalty. Could be jail time. Sure, I don't know. We'll I'm see. sure there's some sort of plea deal. I'm not sure how the Japanese courts work, but um, I'm sure he came to some arrangement. Let's uh, slide over and do Love It or Leave It. I'm going to be honest. I'm not exactly sure where today's Love It or Leave It goes. So, Love It or Leave It is the way we end every episode of The Relic Grind here. It's where I give everybody something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature, a press release, something they've done, said. Could you be, just be tangentially related to Square Enix? And I ask everybody, do you love it, want more of it, or leave it? There is no fence sitting, and you've got to make the decision right now. No waiting for additional information. If I asked you right now, Kronos, love it, want to see more of it, or leave it, never see it again. Final Fantasy 16, title and number and all, <laughs> based on everything you know so far. Love it, want more of it, or leave it. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's, weird one, it's, isn't it? It's it's weird because I want something different, but I don't hate what I'm being fed. Um, so I'm gonna say love it just because I plan on playing it. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be really good. I'm really excited for the story. I like Devil May Cry. I just wish it was more Final Fantasy and like what my brain says Final Fantasy is, which I think everybody on this panel yeah. thinks that too. But as yeah, it is now, I, it's a it's a game I'm excited to play. And I'm getting more excited the more I see. So I'm gonna say love it. Okay. All right. All right. Tark, that uh, $1,200 investment you got coming, love it or leave it? <laughs> On the basis of my $1,300 collector's edition that I bought, uh, uh, like I'm going to have to go love it. It's like twelve fifty, And, and, and like double down. And, and, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say love it, double down on it. Uh, let, let's, let's get this game out. Um, and maybe since this is the way that number of titles are going to go, maybe we can get spinoff Final Fantasies that are turn-based. I'm looking forward to the game. I am excited for it. I do want to play it. I think it looks great. I hope the story is amazing. I'm pretty sure the music's going to be phenomenal. I can live with it uh, uh, being Devil May Cry. But gents, god damn it. I can't live with it being a Final Fantasy numbered series. God, no, I got to leave it. I got to leave it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm sure I'm going to love it. But no, as title and number, no. No, leave it. Leave it. No. If this was like War of the Icons, Final Fantasy story, you'd have been like, yes. Oh, absolutely. I'd have been love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I'm, everything I'm seeing is yeah. looking great. Psh, because it's it. 16. Because, yeah. And that's why it's, it's very specific. Final Fantasy 16, name, number, and all. Nope. I got, I got a break. I got a break from you guys. I'm just as excited for it as you are. But no, I got to leave it. I got to leave it. This is not a Final Fantasy mainline number. 
even though it's exactly what they're going to be from now on. It's <laughs> <laughs> can... like right permanent marker, like yeah. over the 16. I can recognize all of that and still <laughs> not like it. And still not like it. That's going to do it. This is Mike's get off my lawn moment. <laughs> it is. It's me yelling in Final Fantasy clouds. Uh, this, that's going to do it for the Relic Grind here today. We'll be back, of course, next Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio with another episode. But don't miss Gaming Gumbo Saturday night. Uh, where we'll be talking about all different things gaming as we wrap up your week in gaming. Until next week, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, same as always, Twitter. If you have uh, FanFest tickets available, please DM me. Kronos <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> is like, just slide into my DMs. <laughs> just slide into my DMs. That's funny. Dark. I can't believe you plugged that. <laughs> Look, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. He's like, right? I ain't got no shame. Uh, Tark also needs tickets, so feel free to find him <laughs> in my DMs at Tarkoth Gaming uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, also find me on Twitch if you want to talk to me directly there um, about tickets. Yep, we'll, we'll, we'll hash it out there live on stream. <laughs> All at Tarkoth Gaming. Um, and then when my collector's edition comes in that costs uh, $13.50, we'll, uh, we'll open that up too, so that'll be fun. Uh, Mike Byrne, you can follow me right there at Magic Man One, and it's my fucking channel. So if you don't DM me first about those tickets, we're gonna have huge problems. <laughs> DM me, <laughs> or just follow RC Radio on Twitter, and you can DM that channel as well. I'll check them both. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Collector's edition cost me fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs>